Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. And before we move on with the show, there's a little announcement I want to share with you today. So yeah, today is the season's last podcast episode. Yes, you heard that right. I'm taking a break from podcasting for the summer. And uh, the show will be back in September with even more inspiring interviews. I have already recorded a few. I will remain active on social media. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And I will have a couple of articles uh, published on the blog along the summer. And I'd like to take the opportunity as well to thank you all for taking the time to listen to the episodes, send in some questions and also share the episodes on social media. I launched this as an experiment and I uh, really enjoyed it and I'm still learning from it, as you can tell, I guess. <laughs> but I could not do it without your constant feedback and encouragement. So thanks again. Thanks so much. It's, uh, it's really appreciated and uh, that's what uh, will keep me going for next year. So keep on uh, sending me messages and stuff like this. So uh, yeah, I know how to steer the show in the direction you want that serves you. And now let's go to uh, today's episode. So today we will speak to my friend Sharon Tsung, sorry if I mispronounce that, uh, from Digital Nomad Quest. Sharon left her corporate job in marketing in 2016. She traveled for two years and came back to the Bay Area where she's from. That's the area around San Francisco. And she's back into a marketing position and continues to develop her website and her various income streams, which is something she teaches on her website. Sharon will guide us through the process of how she left her job, how she built income streams all while traveling, and actually how she even managed to save money during those two years. Digital nomading may not be for everyone, it may not be for you, but building passive income streams to strengthen your financial future definitely is, and Sharon will help us to get started. This episode is for you if you're curious about becoming a digital nomad, and or if you want to build more financial freedom for yourself, by building more passive income streams. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Sharon. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are yourself? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. And uh, great to, to speak to you. Another guest uh, from the Bay Area, from uh, California. So it's like nine hours different. So yeah, it's uh, glad we could arrange that. And um, yeah, today we're going to talk with Sharon, with you about... Um, about being a digital nomad, how uh, it is possible today. You were traveling for two years. You left your job, traveled for two years as a digital nomad. You were not on a vacation. I mean, you will explain to that to us in details. And then, yeah, you uh, managed to build several streams of income during that time and actually a bit before. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about all these topics. These are topics uh, I like to talk about and I think can be helpful for uh, for the listeners as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm excited to be here and talk about this. Perfect, perfect. So, uh, Sharon, uh, well, let's start with the start. Let's jump right into it. Uh, what happened? So you you were at your job, your full-time job, mm -hmm. and it was, a, it was a nice company, I think, and it was in uh, digital marketing or in marketing at least. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a marketing manager at a startup, and it was great. Like, I learned a lot, um, mm -hmm. and it was actually close to my 
home. Like the commute was fine, but it just, I just felt like I had been in the Bay Area for so long, like over 20 years. And I just wanted to see what else was out there. And I just stumbled upon everything about digital nomading and, you know, traveling while uh, building online businesses. And then in 2016, I ended up like quitting my job and just traveling for two years, building passive income businesses through like Etsy, Amazon, blogging, yeah, multiple income streams, and then decided to come back in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, Now back in marketing again, um, full time, but you know, I'm doing these businesses as a side hustle. But you know, it's there are multiple reasons to come back. Uh, It wasn't that I uh, necessarily like didn't enjoy digital nomading like I loved it and in the future I'll probably go out again but right now this is like home for me so yeah that's basically my story <laughs> yeah, yeah very good very good so let's roll back to um to when you uh left your job so were you just just before we go to that were you already passionate about traveling or was it actually because uh, you you said that you were um I mean, I watched some of your content and you said, yeah, I I took a trip to Stockholm first and then I traveled around in Europe. But did you travel before that time or was it your first time abroad, uh, this digital nomad adventure? Yeah, I mean, I traveled a decent amount before because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I was actually born in Hong Kong. I moved when I was two and I went back there a decent amount. And even in high school, I was like, uh, or after I graduated high school, I did like an exchange student program in Japan. Um, that really made me excited about travel. But like in 2014, I did this month long solo Europe trip. And that really like inspired me a lot. And I met people from all walks of life. People were very passionate about what they were doing. And I just like was, you know, my eyes were open to kind of like a whole new world and made me realize how little I knew. And it just made me wonder what else was out there. And that kind of sparked a lot of like, okay, I want to um, create that financial freedom for myself so that I could make this uh, lifestyle like that I wanted to pursue, you know what I mean? Like uh, removing those financial restrictions so that it's not like I just travel for a year, lose all my, uh, like basically spend all my money and then come back. Like that's not the life I wanted. I wanted to be able to create that financial freedom. So it just sparked a lot of ideas that mm-hmm. 2015 trip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I see, uh, I see where it comes from. I mean, I've been traveling all my life and it's sure that you get some inspiration. So I, I really understand where it comes from. And then mm-hmm. of course, I'm interested in the practical aspect because, okay, you realized, okay, I want this kind of life. I want to be able to travel more, etc. And then mm-hmm. you're in your full-time job. So how do you make that transition? This is, I think, uh, a difficult point because people are like, yeah, what you talk about, yeah, it's something interesting. I want that as well for myself, but how do you do it? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, nobody around me had done it before, right? So <laughs> <laughs> it was a scary for sure. And uh, I mean, I started reading like a bunch of books and blogs, learning so much about like Uh, not only like stuff like real estate investment, but also like online businesses. And I didn't know anything about it before. Um, But then once I like learned about it, uh, I was just hooked. Like I learned how to, you know, build my own blog. I learned how to create uh, income streams through Etsy and things like that. And uh, before I left, I also took like three essentially three part-time remote positions. So like I found two um, from like referrals and also even like Craigslist. And then um, I like with my full-time position, they wanted me to work like part-time remotely. So then I ended up basically having three. 
um, remote positions so that I could transition fully to like passive income afterwards. But, you know, that first step was kind of getting um, income that was location independent. Mm -hmm. Uh, That made me feel like a lot safer. Right. And then I also kind of worked on really like building my nest egg and um, just keeping to myself and like really studying. And then when I, you know, I pulled the trigger by just like buying a one way ticket. I didn't even tell anyone about it. I, I told like one close friend, I just didn't want to tell everyone and then have them kind of influence my decisions. Like I just wanted to figure out what I wanted myself. Right. So I just bought it and I buying that ticket was like the first step because it was like taking that action where I'm like sort of committing. Yeah. So then made me study a lot harder and it just made me like work really hard to um, take those positions and grow my businesses. I hadn't even grown it that much yet, but like it was already enough uh, income coming in where I was like, okay, I know this is possible. Um, and then I also booked like six months out of accommodations and flights. So I, you know, doing that kind of made sure I'd be okay financially. So, and I had a good nest egg. Um, I knew I had income streams. So a lot of it was just kind of preparing like financially for the trip um, and just studying up on it. Yeah, no, that's good because you already, you know, you did careful preparation. I mean, it's not just like, okay, I'm fed up with this life and uh, let's go for something else and then start Mm -hmm. new. I mean, you, you, okay. So you kind of secured part-time positions, which is good for your uh, continuous cash flow. And then, okay, Mm -hmm. you prepared all your trips in advance. So it's pretty much laid out. That's very good because then uh, Mm -hmm. it makes the transition smooth indeed, as you say. And then Mm -hmm. was that... Do I understand correctly that that income was sufficient then to support you during that, uh, I mean, during those months, during this trip? Yeah, I I mean, I ended up saving more money after the two years of travel, which is crazy. Like usually people, (laughs) you know, like spend all their life savings. But actually, uh, digital nomading doesn't have to be very expensive. I ended up spending an average of $1,400 a month in, you know, all these countries And, you know, people always think travel has to be super expensive, but it just, I think it just comes down to a lot of planning, Mm -hmm. a lot of research. Um, You can check sites like nomadlist.com and numbio.com to see kind of living expenses in different countries. And, you know, $1,400 a month is like less than living, like rent, you know, in in the Bay Area, right? So it's less than my rent here. So, uh. (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it can actually be kind of financially responsible Mm -hmm. to even like go out there, um, you know, using geographic arbitrage to kind of reduce expenses and grow your businesses while you're abroad and like have fun while you're at it, right? You can, you know, live life really fully uh, because, you know, I had been stuck in the Silicon Valley for so long that I just knew this life and, you know, being able to go out there and expand your perspectives is like, uh, I think an important thing to do in life and, it really taught me a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think uh, I, I kind of talked about many different things here, but uh, I do think digital nomading is, you can grow a lot from just doing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's uh, full of experiences. It's a different perspective on life and it's an experience. And I think if you have, okay, maybe the the listeners who are in a couple with kids, it's a bit uh, difficult, but I mean, if you're 25, 30, you're still single, you know, it's an experience to do. I mean, if if that's something you want, I mean, you do it one year, two years, I don't know. Maybe it will be a permanent lifestyle, but at least it's an experience. If you have the chance, uh, try it for a little bit. I mean, it's all about experiencing in the end. Okay, maybe I'm a bit particular because I like to experience. I like to challenge myself as well. 
but mm-hmm. it, it's something that is uh, absolutely valuable and it will build uh, valuable skills in the long run, I believe. Maybe you don't even realize it yet. And that's the beauty of it. But uh, and in the meantime, you have a lot of fun. And I wanted to ask you, Sharon, um, okay, you've been to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which countries uh, did you visit in those first months? Uh, in the in the nomad months or in the 2014 trip? In the um, in the nomad months, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I first went to um, Sweden, and then that was just for like five nights. Then I went to Athens, Greece mm-hmm. um, for about a month, and then Bucharest, Romania, and uh, Lisbon, Portugal. I also did some small trips to like Berlin and London. But yeah, those were mainly it for uh, Europe. And then I went to Asia after for about six months, came back actually for a little bit, but traveled within U.S. and Canada, and then went Uh, actually back out to Asia again. So that's kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But then it's cool because you, you stayed a, a few limited number of places, so which means that you really had the chance to enjoy the life there. I mean, it was not just, okay, maybe the Stockholm trip was five days and then you left, but otherwise it's you stayed quite a relative long amount of times, like around one month per place approximately or? Yeah, I... Yeah. That was kind of my thing. I always want, wanted to do like a month at each place. It was kind of like the the sweet spot for, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're digital nomading, you kind of like end up wanting to do more slower travel, like rather than just going and seeing sites. Like I preferred, um, you know, going to a cafe and just like doing work, just walking around the city, um, just experiencing the local life was what I actually enjoyed. I'm not that type of traveler who's like all about Uh, visiting attractions and things like that. I'm just like, let me experience the local life. So 30 days was kind of the the sweet spot for me. Yeah, no, that's good. Very good. And then um, I was just wondering about, you know, you made that decision, you traveled by yourself mm-hmm. and you almost didn't say anything to anybody. So how, <laughs> uh, how did you keep contact with your uh, family and friends? And what was their reactions when they realized, okay, she's gone for six months, one, one year, actually two years. Yeah, uh, I had told my parents before, but they didn't believe me, which is kind of funny. (laughs) And like, basically, one day I kind of asked, how does like like health insurance work abroad? And then Mm. my mom started crying because she she was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you're actually going to do this. So like that was kind of that moment where they realized, oh, my gosh, like you're actually doing this. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And then with my friends, I mean, like, You know, I still hung out with them. It was just like I didn't mention that part of my life that I was preparing for until like later, probably like uh, one to two months before my entire trip. I was like, hey, like I'm going to be doing this, by the way. <laughs> But, <laughs> Casually. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I think the interesting thing is I actually was able to keep in touch with basically everyone that I was close with while I was abroad, which is like the beauty of the Internet it just lets you keep in touch. And also, you know, it allows for these opportunities to create income online and actually travel while making income. So, mm-hmm. And just one question. It's really practical. It's a bit boring, but okay. I want to ask uh, Sharon, uh, you know, you, you, you mentioned uh, health uh, care and stuff like this. So, I mean, because, okay, it sounds sexy and all, but there's a boring part to it is uh, yeah, how you take care of your health care and the uh, taxes, uh, that administrative part just Is there some special scheme for digital nomads or what do you what should you pay attention to? 
Yeah, there's a like different health insurance for digital nomads. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did IMG Global, but also Safety Wings a good one to look into for health insurance. And then with taxes, it's actually interesting. So for uh, U.S. citizens, if you are out of the country for like over 330 days out of 365, mm-hmm. um, you're able to exclude your foreign earnings. Um, up to about 100k, like it says in 2020, it's 107,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, essentially, I made sure I was out of the country for that long to get those tax benefits. Okay, that's uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. It requires preparation and, and knowing these things. So uh, okay, very good. Let's go back to a more sexy part now uh, because uh, yeah, okay, we we've, we're done with the boring. Um, So you travel, you make money, you experience life, but then you build new income streams. And this is uh, very interesting. And maybe, you know, we have listeners, okay, the digital nomad lifestyle is maybe not that uh, applicable for them, but still making money on making money online or making extra passive income. That is interesting for everyone. So Mm -hmm. uh, how did you get started? Or maybe what was your um, first additional income stream? And how did you start with it? Yeah, so I would say the first one was Etsy. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, I sold digital downloads on Etsy. I still do to this day. It cash flows me to this day. Um, I sell like Photoshop templates and Microsoft Word templates. Okay. Um, So yeah, so if you don't know, Etsy's not just like a place where you have to like hand make goods. Like you can actually sell digital downloads that you create online. Um, And then when you list them, when people purchase it, they automatically get your digital download and then you just make money passively. You can't, you still have to do some customer support, but it's just a little bit of maintenance. So I still consider it pretty much passive income. Um, yeah, so that's like one of my favorite ones. Um, and then I also was blogging. So I started my blog like five years ago. Initially, it was just kind of a place to sort of vent when I was like, <laughs> tired of my, yeah, tired of my like job. I was like, Oh, my God, I need to like get out of here. Like, I'm, I'm ready to like explore uh, life out there, even though, you know, I love my job, but it was still like, I also wanted to see what else is out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just a place for me to talk about, like, you know, counting down the days for the digital nomad life. And now it's become a resource to teach people how to make passive income and give them advice around uh, digital nomading, you know, how to manage your finances. So I just talk about everything like that around like financial freedom and location independence. So it was like Etsy blogging. And then I tried Kindle for a little bit, um, which worked, but it wasn't really something I was interested in. So I kind of stopped doing that. Like you wrote your own book or? uh... Yeah, I wrote some and then Mm -hmm. under like pen name. And I also hired ghostwriters to write under pen names. But I just it just I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't like my thing. A lot of people actually make good money from it. They kind of basically write an outline of what type of content they want for a type of book and then um, maybe hire writers or they write it themselves and they can sell Kindle books. But yeah, it wasn't exactly my thing. And then I tried Merch by Amazon and that still cash flows me well to this day as well as Amazon FBA. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of those different income streams, but um, yeah, those are great income streams I recommend as well. And then I have a few real estate uh, properties, uh, like rental properties, um, cash flow me as well. So it's just kind of all over the place, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. And um, <laughs> just can you just explain a bit what is Amazon Merch and FBA? 
Yeah. Um, so Merch by Amazon basically is a print-on-demand service where you're able to upload shirt designs and uh, Amazon will print those designs onto like apparel, like shirts, hoodies, and things like that. And you can put that up on Amazon. And whenever people purchase, they're actually going to fulfill your orders for you and ship it for you. Uh, so it's very passive. That's probably the most passive of passive income streams that uh, I have and because they pay you out in royalties and you don't need to like deal with customer support. Okay, so you make your design and you uh, you upload basically. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, I, I highly recommend, like I would recommend Etsy and Merch by Amazon uh, if you... You don't, you know, you don't have that much capital put to put into a business. Like those are ones that are like free or low costs um, that I would recommend. And then FBA uh, fulfillment by Amazon. Basically, you can work with like manufacturers and uh, on like a product, and you can ship products over to the Amazon warehouse. And with FBA, they will do the uh, fulfillment for you every time you get sales on your listings. Um, so it's pretty passive as well. If you just have um, certain items doing well on Amazon, you can just keep shipping product over to the warehouse. You know, you just hit up your manufacturer like, hey, like I need this amount. You just ship that over. And then uh, whenever you get sales, Amazon's going to handle all that for you. Okay, that's very good. Are these ways of making money, is that documented a bit in your website or your YouTube channel? Yeah, definitely. I talk about all these different channels, like what with my blog and my YouTube and podcast. I'm basically all about teaching people how to build passive income, become financially free and design your best lives. Like um, it's not limited to digital nomading because I know some people aren't interested in that. They, you know, but financial freedom is a thing that I think a lot of people strive for. Um, and I'm all about that. I'm all about, you know, hoping that you guys can create a life that's true to yourself, whether it mm -hmm. be travel or whether it be, you know, you know, creating your own project or your next music album or whatever, right? <laughs> like it's, you know, it's up to you, like what you're interested in. I just want to help people create that freedom where you don't have to worry about your finances and you can pursue your dream, <laughs> yeah. pursue your dream. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, making money is not. Uh, it's not about uh, fancy cars and big uh, Mac mansions. It's about creating that freedom for yourself to be allowed to, not to be allowed. Sorry, to to allow yourself to live the life you want and live on your terms, mm -hmm. and be able to travel, be able to pursue a career you you want, etc. Have that flexibility as well, and that this is a this is what is great, and this passive incomes can can be a, a crucial piece for uh, building that uh, foundation, that uh, security. No, I agree, uh, Sharon, that, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, and then I wanted to ask you, Sharon, I mean, all these income streams, okay, you have tried some, some you said, like, for example, the Kindle uh, adventure didn't go well, or it maybe it was not your thing. What would you say in general is a good approach to uh, passive income? Do you have like some tips like to say, look, uh, Because people may want to say, oh, well, I'm going to do the Amazon merch or the Amazon FBA, but maybe it's not for them. What would you do? You have like some general tips some general guidelines in general? Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, yeah, with the Kindle venture, it it actually works. You know, it, it was making money. I was just not as interested in it, which kind of uh, brings to mind like, Uh, different things you should think about when you're um, starting your passive income streams. And of course, 
like in relation to that situation, uh, interest matters a lot. Like what are you interested in? What are you passionate about? Um, also your strengths is very, uh, important to think about. And then also your time and then your capital. So those are like four things. I always tell people that these are things you should think about when you're trying to think about which income stream to pursue. Because for example, I mentioned Merch by Amazon and Etsy, they don't require much capital to start, right? So, um, and blogging too, like all of these different methods, like they're low cost and you can start right away. And then when it comes to time, like, are you able to put in um, that amount of effort? Because Etsy and Merch by Amazon and blogging, like they do take a lot more time. You're going to have to um, with blogging or YouTube or whatever, you got to push out content and that's going to take, it's a long game. Right. And mm. yeah. And Etsy and Merch by Amazon, if you're going to create the designs yourself, you got to spend that time doing that. Um, whereas like things like real estate investment and Amazon FBA, I would say they're more capital intensive, uh, over time. So like, I think they take less time, but I think that they require more money. So, you know, these are things to think about when you're studying these income streams. I do have like on my site, a whole thing on like, if you're if you're stuck on which passive income stream to uh, pursue, I have like a little um, free download thing that goes into like a flow chart of all these passive income methods and like which one might suit you best based on like your strengths, your passions, your time and your capital. So hopefully that will help you guys. But um, that's definitely like how I would, you know, think about which one to pursue. Um, also, one thing is that you should definitely like try to master one before you move on to another. Oh, so very like, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I definitely, you know, I, have a lot of things going on, but I always try to make sure that I like, you know, master one before I move to the next one and move to the next one. Um, because I want to give it the, the time and attention that it deserves before I'm like, okay, it's not working or something like that. And what I found is like all these different income streams, they all do work if you put in that focus and that persistence. So it really comes down to that. Like, is it something that you can spend like a good amount of time on? Right. Um, especially for content, like I always tell people, like it's gonna be like, I, like just think in terms of a five-year time frame. If you're gonna, if you're gonna start a YouTube channel or a blog, like think in a five-year time frame. Don't think like money's gonna come in right away. Like you know, mm -hmm. be in it for the long run and uh, enjoy the process for sure. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And then I just had a thought: is that um, if you build, I mean, at least I'm in blogging as well, and now I started the podcast in October last year. Mm -hmm. So it takes time to build up and I know it's not going to come directly. You know, it's, it's a long-term game. I'm monetizing yeah. a little bit as well, but it's not, I'm not making a, a full-time income. I mean, like a full, uh, like my day job. So I don't make that kind of money yet, mm -hmm. but it, I know it's a long-term game. So, and one other additional benefit is that when you start, uh, whatever venue you try, okay, maybe you fail, maybe it goes uh, well, is that, okay, then maybe new ideas come while you're doing it. You know, for example, I'm at, I mean, I know you, you started with the blog, I know you have uh, the YouTube channel and maybe it's something that came after. You wanted more presence online and then, okay, you start to, to put your face out there. <laughs> I mean, to, yeah. put, to put your channel, but it's something that comes after. Maybe, I don't know how it was for you. I mean, you didn't start with a YouTube channel, I guess. 
Yeah, uh, I guess you've been following that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. My journey was kind of blogging first and then YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But actually, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you know this, but I have a, a YouTube music channel. Uh, I started singing on like YouTube like in high school, and then I uh, after college I like took it seriously, uh, like grew my channel to like basically around ten thousand subscribers, like with my music channel. Mm-hmm. But like I realized I wanted to pursue like passive income more first so that I would become financially free and then have enough time to really focus on music if that's one of the things I wanted to do. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree with you that like different ideas just come along the way as you take action. Um, you really have to like just start doing it and then you're going to, yeah, you're going to start like coming across a lot of things and you're like, oh my God, this is like another business opportunity or this could be a cool project to pursue. And another thing is like when you're nomading, like there's constant ideas because you're like immersed in different like lifestyles and cultures and like you just come across a lot of things where it just sparks many ideas too. So yeah, definitely take action, like keep doing stuff and then more more ideas will come to you for sure. Yeah, exactly. This is a bit how the podcast came. I mean, Three years ago, four years ago, I never thought I would do a podcast, but okay, here I am uh, talking to you. So yeah. <laughs> it came by experience <laughs> and by uh, inspiration from others, etc. And then I wanted to ask you because you you mentioned, okay, all this uh, side hustling, all this building incomes and you need to test and evaluate. It takes time. And especially if you're going to produce content, I mean, we, we both know it. But still, mm-hmm. you need to you need to invest the time to do it properly and to make some investigation. So, how did you, do you manage all this time with your um, full time job? Yeah, um, I guess what I tend to do is I use like Google Sheets and Google Keep, mm-hmm. um, Google Sheets to kind of track like the different milestones or like goals in my life, and I kind of like reevaluate every few months or like every year to make sure like I'm still living a life true to myself, like what I want to do. And then Google keep is for like my daily tasks and like to make sure um, I'm knocking them out. So I kind of have a little to do list on Google keep where I I like Google keep because it lets you kind of checkbox all the task items so that it just feels good to like press the button and it's like crossed out and it makes you feel um, productive. So I think that helps me a lot when it comes to like productivity. Um, I also try to batch, like for example, for content, I, mm-hmm. I like to batch content. So okay, especially as a girl, like you have to put on makeup and stuff like that. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I want to make YouTube videos. Like I want to like knock it out and one, you know, one day we'll cover like a few weeks or something like that and just record a different, like a bunch of different ideas. Um, and then also kind of like mapping out exactly the different content ideas that I want to create, um, before I start like filming it or, uh, recording it. Um, so yeah, essentially it's just like planning and batching and making sure I'm kind of on top of it with these different tools. Yeah. So you, you can still have a balanced, relaxed life and meeting your friends, family, etc. Yeah. I think balance is super important. So, I mean, I try to like with uh, friends, family and also like my health. I think that's something I'm working on a lot this year because exercise, like (laughs) I get really lazy about that. And I'm always like, oh, I want to like work on my side hustles more so. Um, But I'm trying to like exercise more now this year and uh, just making sure that, you know, with the the milestones and things like that and the goals um, on my Google Sheets, I'm like accounting for all Mm. the different domains in my life, not just like online business, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, Sharon, you know, I, I made a T-shirt for myself. 
it's called a health before wealth, you know, so uh, yeah. always, always. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, no, it's important. And uh, yeah, I just maybe should uh, send this, my design made to Amazon, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. there, it's an sure. idea. So <laughs> and then I wanted to ask you, because back to digital nomading, because, okay, you had this two year experience and now you're back uh, since 2018 to uh, your previous life kind of i mean you're back in the bay area mm -hmm. why did you come back uh, why didn't you continue that sort of lifestyle and uh, how was it now you, because you still have a full-time job i mean you didn't you didn't move from that lifestyle i mean you could be at home and do uh you know uh, content producing 24 7 i mean every day instead of going back to a full-time job so why did you go back yeah it's interesting so when i was Like in 2018, before I left to go back to the Bay, I was in uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, it's like one of my favorite places to travel to. And it's one of the, you know, the nomad like capitals yeah. of the world, what they call it. Um, but what I noticed there was like a lot of people were just trying to chill and like cover their expenses and just, you know, not really uh, have large kind of goals that they want to achieve They're, they just want to like get by kind of thing mm -hmm. um i think that energy just kind of it made me feel like i wasn't living to my true potential in a way um just kind of seeing that and realizing like i want more for myself and then also realizing like the bay area has that energy like it like everyone's very you know ambitious and they're you know people are starting their own things they're actually like you know, they care about following their passions and pursuits and things like that. So it made me think about that a lot. And also just only building like passive income streams, it started to become not as like fulfilling. And what I realized is financial freedom is like a means to an end. It's not like the goal. And that was like one of the biggest takeaways when I was traveling was that, you know, I have this kind of dream life where Like I basically could retire in these countries, right? I'm I'm saving a lot more money um, because my passive income streams are doing well. Mm -hmm. um, but is that like the life for me? Is what you know was constantly in my mind, and basically it made me, you know, realize that it's not as it's not fulfilling enough. Like I want to work on creating something bigger. I want to like build my skills and things like that which kind of made home more appealing too and uh wanting to be around you know my friends and family too was another thing obviously but um all of these things combined it made me want to come back and um what i'm finding is like being back um i'm able to work on my like hustles and i'm actually with with you know the day job income it allows me to invest it a lot more into the business so it's actually very interesting there's like definitely pros and cons of like you know, doing it as a side hustle versus like doing it full time because you either get more time or you get more capital to like invest in your businesses. Um, so I got to experience both of those things. I think there's pros and cons to both. But yeah, like coming back here, it's been really good. Like because I'm um, at my company right now, I'm at a, a startup where uh, we're building basically a social media app And I'm like the general manager there. So I'm essentially just kind of driving the direction. of. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it just uh, it is actually like I'm learning a lot from the experience, too. And Like it's actually been fun because it's actually like sort of my own project too. sort of, you know, we're all building it together as a team. So it, it's just kind of like the perfect job for me right now while I'm also building my own things. And, you know, who knows 
where this brings me to in the future. But um, yeah, it's all about purpose. It's all about like figuring out what, you know, is true to yourself mm -hmm. and just going for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then I want to add something here because I, I'm um, in the corporate world. I mean, there's a lot of articles and whatever in the personal finance community or fire community you know mm -hmm. about people wanting to leave their jobs and yeah i hate my boss uh, yeah the commute <laughs> is long it's destroying my life i mean the commute usually i've been uh, <clears throat> blessed with that but yeah i mean some stress at work etc it can weigh on you or roadblocks at work mm -hmm. but when you work if you find a job with a good you know with a good atmosphere where you have great responsibilities you're building skills you're progressing it can be fantastic as well i mean it's uh It's a double-edged sword, you know. You you can um, you can thrive and enjoy and have a great managers and a great boss and a team, and you just progress. And then it's good, you know. Then if then you don't you don't mind so much because you're passionate about what you're doing. But of course, yeah. I understand yeah. that if you have a three two or three uh, uh, bad experiences, that okay, you want to quit for that. So just it's something to think about. I mean, the corporate world is not necessarily bad, and if you work in a great project like you do. I mean, it's great. I mean, uh, it sounds like um, fantastic. You have a great job and then you build your side hustle on the side. You have fun. You even experience with TikTok and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and all those things. So, so it's great. So fantastic. I like to hear that. And uh, Sharon, I think we, we came at the end of the show. So yeah, thank you for sharing your tips, your, your stories. And uh, yeah, I think it will help a lot of people Yeah, just to reflect a bit. I think that's important. It's an important part of this episode. But as well, if people want to build a, a passive income, you know, I, I will point uh, all the your references in the in the show notes so they can all uh, visit your website, your resources, your your YouTube, etc. So then people can find out and maybe they can start building passive income as well. So that's fantastic. And as you know, we always have our three quick fire questions at the end. Let's do it. So yeah, let's do it. So the number one question is, uh, Sharon, what has been your best investment so far? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say my whole journey essentially, right? Like <laughs> it's kind of like investing in myself and kind of just, you know, living a life with no regrets, uh, mm. making sure I, you know, I, I did that travel. I uh, built those passive income streams. It has benefited me a lot where I learned a lot as well as I still cash flow from those passive income streams to this day. Excellent. And then um, question number two, what is the best book uh, you would recommend to anybody? And it doesn't need to be a financial book. Yeah, I'm going to mention a few books. <laughs> Perfect. Even uh, better. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. In terms of like the digital nomad thing, what also sparked me was reading like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Four Hour Work Week. I think everyone um, recommends those books yeah. when it comes to like passive income and digital nomading. So I recommend those too if you are like thinking about doing this journey. Also, I really like this book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I think uh, it really teaches you to, you know, be courageous and be vulnerable. Um, like learn how to be vulnerable essentially. And that's actually where you build courage essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's more of like a, I guess a self-help type of book and um, spiritual book, but I, I do recommend that book. Yeah. So, okay. Excellent. And then what is the, so last question, what is the best purchase you've made for under a hundred dollars? Yeah. So 
I mean, I would basically say starting my passive income businesses, like basically if you wanted to start your own Etsy shop, it is like under $100. Starting your own blog, it's under $100. Like hosting is really cheap. Um, with Etsy, like it's like 20 cents a listing or something like that for uh, about four months time, I believe, uh, for each listing. So it's like really cheap to start these businesses. And, you know, people think building passive income requires a lot of money, but like these, you know, online businesses are close to like $0 to like start. So I would say best purchases are probably, you know, starting my different passive income streams. So Etsy and blogging. Yeah, no, very good. And it's true that blogging, yeah, it's uh, very inexpensive to start. You can even start for free. But then, okay, mm -hmm. if you want to take it a bit more serious, you can invest just a little bit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so, Sharon, uh, where can people find you, actually? We talk a lot about your website and YouTube, but what, what are the exact links? <laughs> yeah, so uh, my blog is digitalnomadquest.com. My podcast is the Digital Nomad Quest podcast with Sharon Sung. And also my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Sharon Sung. Uh, it's just basically my full name. If you want to look for my social media accounts also, it's just my full name. And also, if you guys are interested, um, I do have a new blogging course up called Blog Launch Profit. And it basically teaches you how to make $1,000 a month online um, through blogging. And we go into everything from setting up your blog to design to a lot on SEO and keyword research, uh, like crafting the perfect posts, like Pinterest strategy, a lot of different things like that. And um, for your listeners out there, uh, if you guys want 20% off for the course, um, to the first five listeners, uh, you can use the code Joni Talks to get that course. So if you guys want to start on your passive income journey, this is a great course for you. Okay, perfect, perfect. And thanks for the 20% off. That's great, uh, Sharon. Thank you. So Sharon, uh, I want to thank you again. It was a, yeah, it was a pleasant episode. It was a great conversation, actionable tips. I really like it and uh, inspiring as well at the same time. So perfect. I really like it. So Sharon, Thank you again so much for your time and I'll uh, speak to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. I certainly did. And I even uh, opened a, a Merch by Amazon account. So yeah, let's see how that goes. <laughs> and before we close the show, or I should say before we close the season, here are the key takeaways for today. Number one. Traveling is a great experience that will get you inspired. You will meet new people and new ideas will come to you. That is what sparked Sharon's interest in digital nomading in the first place. This is maybe not for you, but if you feel you want to give it a shot, go for it. But, and this is the second key takeaway, do not go in blindly. Do your homework on taxes and healthcare, have money saved up and get started with developing income streams, follow Sharon's tips, try to find remote positions if possible within your field of expertise, and check nomadlist and numbio.com these are great sites, at least I use Numbio myself. It's uh, very uh, up-to-date and it's very practical. Number three, building passive income, on the other hand, is for anyone and you can start for a very little money. You can start an Etsy shop and it can be digital downloads or you can even start a blog. It's very inexpensive. Number four, talking about passive income, consider these four factors, your interest, your strength, your time and your capital. One thing I like from the discussion is that she said, well, before you move on to, from one income stream to another, master one before moving on to the next one. 
And then something that as well came out of the discussion is that as you try a new venture or whatever, the more you take action, the more opportunities and ideas will come as you go along. And then I will end up with this one because all this building income streams, it takes time. So yeah, manage your time and whether through tools like Google Sheets, Google Keep, uh, pen and paper uh, or uh, Evernote or whatever. What I really liked about uh, how Sharon plans it is that she has her daily actions aligned with her long-term goals. And then she revisits her goals every now and then to realign, to readjust. And I will end up with this. While you're busy building your income streams, do not forget to take care of yourself and stay healthy. Health before wealth, always. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.